It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello, and welcome to Accelerate. Yeah, I'm excited to talk with my guest today. Joining me is Jameson Powell, Vice President of Sales for New Voice Media, a cloud contact and inside sales platform. Now, part of my mission with this show is to help expose listeners to the latest tools that exist to help support their sales efforts and educate them about the uses and sources of value they get from them. In some respects, this is sort of the first golden age of sales technology with a rapidly proliferating and continuing sort of confusing choice there are a number of choices out there. So hopefully we are helping at the show to help clarify your understanding of what's out there, your choices and the value you receive from that. And I guess maybe there's some risk today that we might be adding fuel to the fire. As we talked to my guest, Jameson Powell, about the offerings of New Voice Media, but we're going to take our time and try to make things clear and direct for you. So Jameson, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So this is Jameson's first interview on a podcast. So we're everybody welcome him to the show. Um, take a minute, introduce yourself. You know, how'd you get into sales? Give us a little beer backstory. Sure. So um, I, I run the U.S. East for uh, for New Voice Media. Um, got into sales initially as an internship uh, with Symbol Technologies. Um, uh, they were actually acquired by Motorola. Yeah, good um, Long Island company. Yeah, great Long Island company. It was a great time to uh, to be there and um, uh, you know start as an internship, move into uh, technical marketing, technical sales, business development. Um, they had a great mentorship program, uh, which turned into quite a long, long stay and long career for me there. Um, to the point where we actually kind of transformed the go-to-market strategy around their inside sales and inside channels teams. So and then, they had been a field-based sales and you helped transition that to an inside sales model? Yeah, correct. I mean, the inside sales team at the time was actually quite small, about about five or six people, but it was distribution focused. And we changed the model to go end user and partner focused. Okay. So what did that first uh, inside sales team look like? Um, Well, we set up basically a direct sales engine that would do the qualification. Um, And instead of passing it off to an account manager internally, you'd be passing it off to a key partner. Um, so the holistic approach to that effort looked like a brand new partner select program, mm-hmm. um, brand, new, brand new terms, brand new levels, um, a nice structure around sales, um, a nice structure around inside and outside channel teams, and, and, and a move away from just a, a supportive distribution model. We moved to more of a partner model because they can choose whatever distributor they wanted to. Got it. It was quite an exciting time. So how'd you end up at New Voice Media? Um, well, that story actually takes me to Message Labs, which was acquired by Symantec mm-hmm. um, and uh, the CEO of New Voice Media, Jonathan Gale, um, uh, used to run global sales along with several other roles within Message Labs. So there was um, a relationship there, although he was in the UK and I was in the States, I was responsible for basically everything underneath enterprise. Um, for message labs, commercial sales, SMB, mid-market, channels, um, and uh, from, from some success and good relationships, he, uh, he asked me if I wanted to be a part of New Voice Media. Ah, very interesting. All right, so where the New Voice Media name came from? Because when I first was approached by one of your people about being a guest blogger for you, um, 
I have to admit, I didn't. I, as much as I know about the sales business, I didn't know New Voice Media, and I thought, oh, New Voice Media must be a PR firm for the company that's that needs the, the guest blog post. So, so without digressing too much and boring the people listening to this, where where the New Voice Media come from as as the name for a, a sales tool? Well, uh, I'm actually going to reverse the question if you don't mind and ask. When you ask the question, what does it mean? Where did it come from? Did they give you an answer? No, no, you're the first, you're the first one I've asked. <laughs> so and you don't know either is what you're saying. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. I've asked some people internally as well. Um, it's there. It's stuck. Uh, we, we have such rapid expansion. We're known by NVM or New Voice Media. Uh, we have a logo that's quite cool, though. People have different interpretations of it. So we're just going to continue with it for now. Um, but look, I, I, I will take it back. It was never a very high priority for me. But when I find out, I'm going to reach back out to you and let <laughs> okay. you know. <laughs> yeah, let me know. We're, we'll put it on the show notes page for this podcast. So, Perfect. So yeah, you have a couple months to get ready for that. So we'll hold you to that. So let's talk about the product. So what what is New Voice Media's primary product offering? And, and so what's the, what's the need in the market that it was designed to address? Perfect. So New Voice Media's primary focus is to help companies sell more, serve better, and grow faster. And the way we do that and how we're different than others in this space is that if you look at what's going on in telephony or what has happened in telephony over time, it's been quite stagnant, right? There hasn't been a whole lot that's been going on from an innovative perspective um, from some of these big players. Right, and you're talking about telephony from the standpoint of supporting a sales team or supporting a customer service center or a call center. Exactly. Right, Right. just to to set the context for people listening. Yeah. Correct. Anything on anybody's desk right now, you know, it might look a little bit better and some features are there, but the, 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 the biggest gap that it's created over time is that that innovation has gone a lot slower than what we've seen around cloud computing. What we've seen around, you know, applications that feed into um, uh, CRMs like Salesforce, mm-hmm. and because you now have this kind of um, ability to do anything you want anywhere and have so much data on your customers, right? You've got their phone number, you've got their customer lifetime value, you have all of this data. And because you have all of these different applications that are also grabbing all this data, feeding into your CRM, why on earth do we still treat people like strangers when they call in, right? If you've got the data, you should be able to leverage it when you're leveraging the the primary channel, which is voice. So what New Voice Media has set out to do is say, we call that the intelligence gap. And we've created um, an intelligence communication platform that allows you to bridge that gap completely. So for instance, well, I know- Before you go on, let's, so let's, let's, dive, let's dive into it just a little bit. So, so, you know, there is obviously some contention from certain parts that the phone as the primary source of communications with customers is, it has certainly decreased in value and is going to continue to decrease in value. So, um, you know, just today I was reading an article about somebody thinking that his article was about, you know, cold calling and outbound sales uh, prospecting and that, you know, that's all really going to go away eventually because it's just not cost effective. Um, and that even today that, that it's more effective to reach out through social or through text or something that's not telephony based. So, so what are you seeing in that regard with your customers? So two things. One is I think voice is and, and will remain the primary channel, but we do focus on 
bringing all those communication channels together within the CRM. However, people are selling more over the phone these days and actually at a lot higher average order value than was typical when I started my career. Right. Wait, you're saying sales over the phone are generating more business, more business and much higher value. Um, because our customers are so well educated, they're doing their research. Um, they're finding out, you know, their comparison guides and they're having conversations with people that hopefully understand their business and know how to position some value around what they can or can't fix. Um, so I think it's not going to go away. I think it's evident. I think that, um, when you run into trouble, right, you might try to find a self-service route with a, with your cable provider or your, you know, cell phone provider. And you might try to find a YouTube video or you might try to find the social channel that you want to reach out to. But when there's a real problem, a real problem, they can't wait. What do you do? Pick up the phone. Yeah, call right. Ghostbusters, right? Right. So, so you know, we we still believe it's the primary channel. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. We've heard the same thing when texting came out that there's going to be no more email. It'll all be a texting. We heard the same thing when social came out. I, I think these channels have their appropriate place, and I think that that's the greatest thing about kind of our intelligence communications platform. You should let people communicate on whatever channel they prefer at that time, and there should be really you know, nothing different about the experience. We shouldn't be blurring the lines to say, well, I don't know that you sent an email prior and now you're calling in. Let's talk about the call. I should be able to see that Andy had emailed in and now he's calling and I can pull up the email and the case and help you with what you need right away. Okay. So let's, let's divide this into, cause you really serve two distinct markets. You have the call centers or customer service side of things. Then you also inside sales which Correct. could be a call center, but also could just be a sales team as well. So, so let's talk about the, the sell more component of your, your three-part model that you talked about, the sell more, serve better, grow faster. So how do you help companies sell more? I mean, everybody sort of says that, right? I mean, it's, it's like table stakes and in, in marketing materials. We, we help you sell more. Um, so how do you do that? So what's your, your angle on that? Perfect. So the, the, the product integrates into the CRM. Right? And we leverage a lot of different applications within the CRM, including ours, to know things like who to call, when to call them, um, and those kind of pieces. However, so the, what, I mean, where are you gathering that data? So where, where are those data bits coming from to you know, say, okay, this is going to help us prioritize who to call, and this is what their needs are, and this is how we're prioritizing. This is why we're prioritizing them. Right. So it varies. It could be a, a campaign that somebody launches and we want to have a priority on that 800 number that we launched with that campaign. It could be that we have a special white paper or a certain offer. And if anybody touches those things, we want those names to go to the top of the list. So it varies. And, and, and it's really a customized experience for the, for the prospects that we work with because we're not here to say you have a black box you're going to put all your stuff in it, and we're going, to, you're going to, we're going to make your business hum. What we basically say is, what kind of data do you have? Right? What is this intelligence cat? What kind of data do you have? What do you think you're missing? How can we help you get that? And then how can we make sure you're calling the right people at the right time for the best conversion rates? A simple example of you know, how to increase pickup rates is when, when folks call out with our system, which is just basically any telephone that they're using tied to the CRM, we, we display a local presence number. So our customers are getting an increase of 40% just on the pickup rates, no matter who they're calling. 
right? Because we're displaying a number they're most familiar with, which is a local telephone number. Yeah, local area increasing, code, right? Yeah, and increasing those pickup rates as one example. So it sounds like, to some degree, that what if I understand what you're saying, what new voice media does, because you talk about doing a campaign, and obviously that means that somewhere there's marketing automation system sitting out here, is that you're sort of providing the plumbing to bring all those disparate information sources to the desktop of the sales rep. That's exactly right. Okay. So for people out there listening, you want to sort of visualize an image of of uh, what new voice media is doing. It's It's not so much that you're the the application you're you're the plumbing with the plumbing behind the scenes so if you're do, using something like a, a pardot from salesforce or mm-hmm. a marketo or any kind of marketing automation engine mm-hmm. along with other things right like i've just sent a proposal to a customer i have that data in the crm so when that am i going to follow a proposal up on system that? right correct when am i going to follow up on that on that proposal i sent out what if they call back in um you know i want to be able to look at those things and see what is the score how do I want to handle this prospect um, and make sure it, it, it's kind of fluid for the rep to sit down and just go through his list and go through what he should be doing dynamically. So then somewhere in there, it sounds like you probably have uh, the ability then to set rules that then determine what is displayed on the, um, on the desktop of the rep. Correct. Okay. Very interesting. I like that. Um, so just make re- sort of reiterate that just so people see is understand is that you know you're dealing typically let's let's take your uh, your sales stack as people say you could have multiple applications in your sales stack you could have CRM at the base of it you could have uh, in your case Salesforce you could have one of any number of overlay applications from the App Exchange that uh, manage your pipeline. Um, you know, set up funnels for outbound prospecting and so on tied with your marketing campaigns as well as your Salesforce or Salesforce automation campaigns. And this basically brings it all together. And so you do that through APIs, I presume that make it relatively easy to knit it all together. Yes. I mean, what you're leveraging for the CRM is all those data points. So we can use simple things like the list builders within Salesforce so that we don't have to do anything different than what folks are already using. Mm-hmm. We can just help accelerate and automate that process. And what then happens, right, without changing someone's business process is now I'm adding telephony data, which we typically don't have, like point of diminishing returns and how many calls it takes to have a meaningful conversation. Mm-hmm. And have I actually called all these people from the trade show we've invested money in? And I'm adding that now to contact information and account information and pipeline information so I can make even more decisions because, again, I've got more data in the place that it should live, which is the CRM. Got it. Got it. Very cool. Very cool. Okay, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back in just a minute with my guests, Jamison Paul. Hi, this is Andy. Connect and Sell is used by sales reps at nearly a 1,000 companies, including hundreds of technology startups and several Fortune 500 companies, to overcome the challenges of getting prospects on the phone. Companies using Connect and Sell grow their revenues faster by enabling their sales reps to have more sales conversations in 90 minutes than they could otherwise achieve in an entire week. Connect and Sell can be deployed directly to your sales reps, or you can take advantage of their outbound on-demand service, which delivers qualified prospect meetings scheduled directly on your sales reps' calendars. Visit connectandsell.com to learn more about how Connect and Sell can start filling your pipeline today. 
Okay, we're back with my guest today, Jameson Powell, Vice President of Sales for New Voice Media. We're talking about their platform, which is a little different than many of those that we've talked about, which truly are sort of the application layer. This is really sort of at the, <laughs> without sounding inelegant, this is sort of at the plumbing layer that brings all these, like I said, disparate sources of information together, display on the desktop of the sales rep to help them stay more focused and more efficient, really, at the end of the day. Correct. Okay, so um, one thing that's sort of curious on, on your website and your materials, there's sort of this implicit promise of, I don't know, I'll say quality over quantity because, you know, inside sales is really, you've been there, it's really driven by activity metrics by and large mm -hmm. and, you know, certain pushback against that from certain quarters. So it's just, you have to make a statement saying that, you know, five uh, fact that from some study that five minutes of research makes an 80% difference in terms of a positive outcome for a call or an order. So is what you're saying is that people using your system, you're buying that time for reps. Reps have more time now to do the research that help make the call more value-based for the prospect? Yeah, I, I would say that. I think it also depends on what outreach you're doing. If it's you know, for a fairly low average order value. And maybe maybe it's just for a campaign to invite people to uh, an executive forum. You might wanna just, you know, have the data displayed and go through one by one because you're gonna basically say the same thing. So let's call through each one of those. As soon as the call ends, bring up the next record and have the phone ring. Other times you might actually want to do that research, right? Where you're not gonna go through in an automated fashion. It's more of a progressive fashion where you're going to do the research, check out the record, maybe look at their LinkedIn, maybe look at, look at their website um, if those things aren't brought into the, to the CRM, and then you're going to make the call. Um, so, so, so that's what that statement means, and I think that it just depends on what kind of campaign you're going to do as to whether you want to automate it or whether you want to um, maybe go through it in a progressive manner. Okay. Well, let's then get over to the customer service side because obviously, you know, still, as you said, it's a huge, huge issue. You're trying to reduce churn. Uh, you know, holy grail for, for companies these days. Um, and I agree. I mean, you have a statistic on the your materials about 93% of people take action after inadequate service, which has been substantiated by multiple studies, is that you know, people are much more liable to react to bad service almost than anything else. So um, tell us a little bit what you do then within the call center. Sure. So the way New Voice Media sits as a platform within any call center is that we don't need to replace any of the phones. You can have legacy phones. You can have people that work from home with their home phone. Mm -hmm. And what we're doing is just marrying that telephony to the CRM. From there, you now actually have the customer data that you need and that you would typically spend two to three minutes looking up while someone waited on hold, right? So instead of spending time doing that research, finding a record, what we do is basically data-driven activities to personalize that experience. Um, an example is if you had an open case uh, for your utility at home and you called in, right? you should actually go to the person that owns that case that has been working on that case. And wouldn't it be nice if the screen popped in front of them and they answered the call and said, Andy, let's talk about that case you opened yesterday. right? Um, or treating people differently by segmenting them a bit around, um, you know, should they go to this queue or should they go to that queue? And then, by the way, should they go to the front of the queue or should they stay where they are in the queue? And we can do those kind of things based on 
any data you have in Salesforce. The, um, you know, it could be Twitter, Twitter followers. It could be customer lifetime value. It could be the number of times they called in. It could be their level of support. Um, but there is no more of the, you know, hi, welcome to ABC company. Press one if you're special and press two if you're not. Mm-hmm. Right. We want to actually look in the system and say, what does the business want to do with these customers and how do they want to treat them to personalize that experience? Yeah, and again, as we talked about on the sales side, it's you're basically providing the ability for your customers to create rules simply, I would imagine. Uh, I don't know if you can tell us how they do the rule setting, is to set rules to say, how do we treat people in each of these situations? Correct. Yeah, the rule setting is actually quite easy. So how do, you, the, how do you script the rules? Well, it's all drop-downs, but within the, the uh, administration portal for New Voice Media, as, as long as you have a record in... Salesforce, any kind of field, whether it's standard or custom, as long as it's in there, right, you will see it in the new voice media administration council. So even if you added it immediately, it'd be in real time in the, in the, in the admin portal. And you'd be able to say, um, if someone calls in and they're a VIP, meaning they have over a million dollar, whatever, mm-hmm. customer lifetime value, you always move to the front of the queue, right? If they call in and finance has, said that they are delinquent on payments, always sent to billing. If they call in, so you can create all these different rules that say if or and, or, and, and, and basically dive into the CRM to make those intelligent routing decisions. And I presume you could do the same thing on the sales side so that, you know, if you have a, uh, you know, a lead come in that theoretically you could say, look, I'm going to set a simple rule that says that we're going to look for, the rep who's not on the phone, who's got the highest close percentage and route that call to them. Correct. And you can treat people that, you know, <laughs> let's say from a sales perspective, um, maybe they're a beta customer and you want to really get a lot of feedback and they need to be pretty important. So you can tailor the product, you can do something. Let's say you have gold support and you're an account manager, you'd like to upsell them. Whenever they called in, it can say something like, Hey, do you know about our platinum support, which would get you to the front of the queue? Ask your account manager about it as you transition that call through. So there's a lot of things you can do by diving into the system. The other really unique thing about New Voice Media is we can also write to the system. So if somebody had a bad experience from um, their support um, advocate, mm-hmm. they, might, they might grade it on a post-call survey as, I did not enjoy the experience and I would not recommend you, right? So they press two instead of one on the post-call survey. We would write that detail into Salesforce and you could either be proactive to reach out and apologize and try to fix it or just wait because the moment that prospect or customer calls right back in, they will have an entirely different experience, right? Maybe it'll say something like, we realized on the last call you didn't enjoy your experience. For that reason, we're routing you to tier two support. And immediately, somebody feels like they're being heard. They feel like, you know, you care, mm-hmm. right? You're personalizing for them. And, and that's one of the benefits of New Voice Media as well. Yeah, I think that, that for people listening, especially managers, uh, operations managers, CEOs, and so on, you know, really to, important to conceptualize what they're hearing today is this, you know, this new layer that goes in between, as you said, your telephony and your applications that enable you to aggregate so multiple disparate forms of information on a service rep's desk or on a uh, sales rep's desk 
and um, set rules very simply about how you're going to, to me, that's really the power from what you're saying is the ability to set rules about how you handle each of the calls based on certain criteria and to do that routing automatically. Correct. And I think really, really powerful in a sales context. And I think about it, if you had, you know, 10 inside sales reps and, uh, you know, inbound calls are coming and one's not the desk and it's customer that's, you know, interested. Yeah. You can route it to your most effective rep that's available. Increase the odds of getting the business. I mean, that's instead of just randomly assigning it to whomever's not on their phone. Right. It's to us. It's all about the customer journey. Um, mostly on the, on the service side, but even from a sales side, what is that customer journey from a sales lifecycle management perspective? Um, and that's what we look at and that's what we work with businesses on. Yeah. And so one area you sort of touched on then on the service side is that <clears throat> you talk about account managers. So I presume that then you also have customers who are integrating their customer success platforms as well into your system. Exactly. So then... So- the account managers, in addition to just having access to their uh, dashboard of information about you know customer success and engagement and so on, they've they've got the history available to them quickly and on and maybe said maybe some rule based uh, display as well. Correct. So not only can they have details about how these different applications might grade right the, the customers or the risk um, uh, for the business, but you can also look at every interaction that has happened. Um, every case that's been open, every call that's been made, every channel that's been experienced, and start to understand how you want to maybe modify that that customer journey, um, how you want to improve that customer journey, or or what you want to do for that specific customer so that you keep them and make them happy. So, who's your ideal client profile for New Voice Media? Uh, it's a great question. I mean, to be quite honest, we're we're very much a horizontal play that we do quite a lot in independent verticals and industries but let's uh, say size so let's let's start start on the sales side so what sort of a ideal client size for you for an inside sales organization looking to implement with the new voice media i would say 50 to 5,000 employees is um is where we've been doing the majority of our business 50 to 500 are the ones that obviously move the quickest but i will tell you well, how many we, how many sales reps does that work out to typically um, it's, it's, well, it's usually about 20% on the service side and it's usually around 20% also on the sales side, okay. if we can get both. And one of the beauties about new voice media is that we do have this blended offering. We're not just focused on one area. Okay. And so when, um, when somebody is evaluating new voice media, what are sort of the criteria they're using to evaluate? Well, a lot of times the criteria is, you know, what is my phone infrastructure like and can you work with it? The answer is always yes. Um, One of the nice things about us is we don't care what the telephony infrastructure is. Uh, We don't even need to know. All we need is that direct dial phone number, which is why you can use it from your cell phone, from your home phone, from a hotel uh, phone, in in any office. So that's one of the main criteria is people get nervous about the simplicity of marrying their telephony with CRM. The second is is they do want to know that it can grow with them. Salesforce has done a great job, uh, um, you know, exploding the, the, the sales cloud offering and then moving into things like service cloud and marketing cloud analytics. Um, we've been able to do the same thing. So we can work across the sales and the service side, which is quite unique and interesting. And usually the last thing that they're interested in is, um, you know, especially if they're going to be global or they're going to be communicating with customers internationally, um, they want to make sure it's going to work, that there's not going to be latency, that there's not going to be dropped calls, and that we can grow and scale with them. 
And do people typically see the ROI coming from um, the service side versus sales side first in terms of reduced call handling, improved customer satisfaction, higher NPS scores? Or where do you see that? Yeah, I mean, from you, you nailed the, uh, many of them on the service side, especially around churn, even employer retention. Uh, the employees don't like tools they have. Um, the job is difficult to do um, because this routes things and does it for them and actually logs every call, including the recording mm -hmm. in Salesforce. It makes their life really easy from a notes and interaction perspective. So you've got employee satisfaction, you've got customer satisfaction, you've got higher NPS scores and all that. From a sales side, it is about those connects, right? And you talked about quality over quantity. By doing that, we can help businesses connect more, convert more, and also know what to call when, right? And one of the most beautiful things about getting that right is that we've seen a lot of companies scale with New Voice Media and Salesforce. And what you've taken away is a very painful onboarding process for a lot of folks, right? Because when they come in, they understand exactly what they have to do. Um, if they're in something like lead gen, right, and they're qualifying opportunities, whether they're inbound or outbound, and they pass them to sales, the salesperson can now listen to the call that lead gen had with the prospect and understand the tonality and the inflection and what really the pain points were, mm -hmm, while, mm -hmm. while also providing coaching opportunities to the new hire. Right. Say, hey, I really like this. You know, you got to work on your summary here. So, you know, not only are you helping these companies grow, but as they grow and they add more people, you're accelerating their time to full ramp, which is quite exciting as well. Excellent. Okay, great. Well, good. So we're moving to the last segment of the show. And thank you for that information about uh, New Voice Media. Uh, we're going to have some standard questions I ask all my guests. And the first one is, is a hypothetical scenario I pose. And this is, and you're the star of this one. So you've just been hired as a new sales leader at uh, a company whose sales have stalled out and they really want to get unstuck and back on track and gain some more traction. Senior management's anxious for a change to her happen. So what two things would you do as this new sales leader on your first week in the job that could have the biggest impact? That's interesting. Uh, it, it, it's actually true, right? I've done this several times. To be honest, the very first thing I do is I watch. I get really, really inquisitive by taking people aside for coffee and conversations to find out the real reasons. There is typically a massive disconnect from the employees at all different levels all the way up through the top of the business. So I want to see it. I want to experience it. I want to hear it. And I'm looking for patterns. Then when you have larger conversations with the group, you can go through and validate and show that, hey, look, we can all get on the same team here um, and on the same page. So that's the first thing. You got to watch, you got to validate, you got to search for patterns. Otherwise, you could make it worse. Um, the second thing I would do is actually look at the people in the process. Um, process being, you know, what systems are we using to make these folks effective? Um, you know, have we given them the right tool set to be um, successful in their job and, and know what they should be doing day in, day out? You know, are the objectives clear and such? So you look for quick wins around the technology. The, the, the harder wins are around people. Right, you've got to make sure people feel absolutely empowered, and it's very clear what they should do, and they know that if they do these things, right, if they handle these objectives, they're going to get to these goals, and if they do that, right, they can move up, or they can make this much commission, or they can do that or the other, and by doing those things, everybody starts to look at the same dot on the wall, and everybody starts rowing in the same direction. Okay, good, good answer. All right, so now I've got some rapid fire questions for you. 
you can give me one word answers or you can elaborate if you wish. So the first one is when you're selling, you personally are selling, what's your most powerful sales asset? Being inquisitive. Name one tool that you use for managing sales that you can't live without. Salesforce. Who's your sales role model? David Sandler. David Sandler, okay. What's one book that every salesperson should read? Good to great. Good to great, okay. Here's the tough question of the day. What music's on your playlist right now? Uh, I actually have uh, Lucas Graham, uh, seven years old. I just downloaded great song. Heard that while I was in the UK for sales kickoff. Okay. So he's a UK artist. I haven't heard of Lucas Graham. Uh, me neither until uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> okay. uh, he's on my list now. I'm writing it down. So what's the first sales activity you do every day? Um, uh, I basically I go through the plan I made yesterday to make sure that it's in the right priority list for me to execute. Okay. And last question, what's the one question you get asked most frequently by salespeople? What should I do next? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's typically the question. <laughs> and what's, what's the answer? I, I think it depends on the situation. What I love to say when that happens is, what do you think you should do? Um, Great I love seeing these guys grow and I always tell them don't be fearful I probably have the answer it's okay to fall over I'll help you get up yeah but by asking them what they should do that's the best way to find help them find the answer right good well hey thanks for being my guest today my guest has been Jameson Powell Jameson tell folks how they can find out more about New Voice Media you can visit uh, www.newvoicemedia.com to learn more about our organization or see on the um, Contact Us page uh, via the, the form or via our locations to just give us a call and have a chat live. Excellent. Well, again, thank you for being on the show. And remember, friends, make it a part of your day and every day to deliberately learn something new to help you accelerate your success. And one easy way to do that is to make Accelerate a part of your daily routine. Listen first thing in the morning, listen on your commute or in the gym, or perhaps make it a part of your morning sales huddle as some companies are already doing. So make sure you don't miss any of my conversations with top business experts like my guest today, Jameson Powell, who shared his expertise about how to accelerate the growth of your sales. So thanks for joining us. Until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guest, visit my website at andypaul.com.